All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Munch Bunch podcast. Thank you for joining us. Um, we've got myself, Megan Benoit, myofunctional therapist, and my co-host, also myofunctional therapist, Kimi Nishimoto. And then we are super honored tonight to have uh, Dr. Thomas with us here. Uh, he likes to be called JT for short, so we'll probably go back and forth between those two for him. Um, so Dr. Thomas is a pediatric dentist who is actually so much more <laughs> now, but that's kind of where he started and that's what got him into the airway world, the tongue world, our world. And we're so super excited to have him. He's been working on this crazy, awesome new project um, called Health Flash, and we're so excited to have him share more about that. So Dr. Thomas, give us a little bit of more about uh, your background and what you, what's been going on and uh, more about Health Flash. We're so excited to have you. Yeah, yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, um, anytime we can kind of get out the word about what we're doing, I, I'd love to take those stands. So, all right, so uh, going back, I am a pediatric dentist by trade, uh, graduated from the University of Michigan and then flew out to Seattle, uh, somewhat on a whim, just kind of moved my whole family out and, and started uh, a pediatric dental cl- uh, clinic. Uh, a big part of my story is brand, to be honest with you. So I really believe in how a brand can change an outcome. And so let's start with that. I, the first office was called Northwest Pediatric Dentistry. I really, I had no idea what I was doing in those early days, as most of us don't as we get out of dental school, but I just really believed that there would be a Northwest, a Southwest, and Eastwest, uh, but it became so much more than that. I, I really believe in prevention. I believe in whole body, um, and we did it well. Uh, I'm very systematic about my processes, uh, and I uh, use a lot of technology, so uh, we continued to grow through that process of just taking care of patients. And in about 2013, um, I decided to do something pretty radical with the pediatric dental offices. And I changed it to a brand called Every One by One. And because in the AAPD and the AAP, we believe that a child should be to a dentist by age one. So I thought, why not brand it so everybody actually gets the message? And uh, it worked. It worked more than I, I thought it ever would. <laughs> and uh, we went from seeing just a couple of infants a day to seeing a lot of infants a day. So we had to kind of build some systems around, um, you know, we're used to seeing knee to knee exams about five, six months old, but we were seeing infants as young as two months and one month. And, and um, uh, we kept the kids pretty clean in the practice. It grew uh, probably to over 10,000 kids in the practice. And and then we, um, yeah. you know, Whoa. <laughs> he says it like all nonchalantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we, built this, we built a second office and then a business center to kind of really start to hone in on our systems. And um, to be honest with you, I started tracking the, the symptoms in the older kids. And at that point, at that point, you know, this is, uh, I like to, uh, I'm getting older, but to, to date it, it's probably, I don't know, 2014. And, you know, tongue-tie airway was just starting to kind of come on the radar, although we've known about it, as you guys know, for a long time. The movement was, uh, was there was really nowhere to get education about it. Um, mm-hmm. As you know, uh, you know, the original courses out there were in Tufts, right? basically uh, the Boston course. And, and so uh, I started noticing all these things in the older kids. Number, the two things that really stood out was 
Uh, there was a lot of children that I was doing cereal extractions on. Mm. As their permanent teeth came in, um, I was basically taking out two teeth in the lower anterior, and then it started this process of just taking out more teeth. And it, despite their genetic background, it, it kind of basically was telling a story, right? Why are we extracting a lot of baby teeth on kids? Uh, why aren't they shedding naturally? And at that point, I didn't really put together that connection that we were losing arch space, right? Mm-hmm. Um, out of the, the kids in the practice, there was a, a, a large number of kids that were late to potty trained too. Mm-hmm. And uh, really, that's when I kind of really started kind of tracking that. And as uh, I'm, I'm probably speaking to a choir that believes in this, it's kind of nice to be in these groups where everybody kind of knows about the vagus nerve and knows all these different things we talk about. Um, but, you know, right, if we're now open mouth breathing, we're uh, not breathing through our nose, you know, no lip seal. We basically at night, we're not getting the sleep that we need to get rejuvenative uh, uh, sleep and, and it's not stimulate the vagus nerve. So there's a tendency to hold on to lack of potty training for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. It took me a while to kind of put that, that those puzzles together. Real quick, Dr. And, Thomas, yeah. uh, for kind of our parents who are out there listening, yeah. what age range would you say is the kind of late to potty train group? Oh, I saw kids as late as seven years old. Wow. Uh, yeah, that uh, relate to potty train. And, and at that point, I started looking into, you know, why was this happening? Why was this, there this change in the mid, the mid face? Mm-hmm. But I re, going back to my reband, when I rebranded the office, and mm-hmm. we started to see more and more infants and started doing some prenatal visits, uh, which is, was pretty radical at that time for a dental office to be doing prenatal visits. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I saw, I started hearing the mastitis, the clogged ducts, the pain at the breast, all the stuff that uh, mamas deal with, right? Um, and unfortunately, we're told that they just had to deal with it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's normal. It is the pediatrician normal. said yep. it's fine. Yep. Yep. Nothing, <laughs> much, nothing wrong much, here. How much <laughs> do we all are hate, meant to suffer. <laughs> yeah. How much do we all hate that word that people are told that things are just normal, right? Oh, the worst. Yeah. So, um, so uh, it's, it, that's really when the light bulb started to go on for me, you know, and it really was as simple as could these problems on the baby be these same problems that I see on my seven and eight, nine, 10 year olds in a different manifestation. So, mm-hmm. um, and I move quick, I make decisions quick uh, and uh, I decided to sell the practices and I decided to walk away from pediatric dentistry. And at that point, um, I wasn't really coming back. I was, I was kind of thinking something in business. Um, and my wife was like, you know, you probably should keep your license up. And that's when I started running the tongue tie stuff. Um, oh. My first course was in Denver at the ITAP at that point. And this is back in 2016. And I saw a case study on a stage that it literally, you know, you guys have probably had that moment in your career, right? Oh, Where yeah. the light bulb turns on and then that drives your passion, right? Mm-hmm. And then you just at that point want to preach the gospel, right? The gospel of your way, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's such a good way of putting yeah. it. Because mm-hmm. I always feel like I'm a missionary for tongue-tied folks. <laughs> right. 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 Because you all, you both, I mean, I can see it in your face because uh, I, I, I inspire a lot of people. We had a shadow today at Health last year, an MD that was here shadowing. That's big time, right? We got an MD yeah. in the room, right? Um, but she was really inspired by what we're doing here. And, um, but you, you know, if you, 
if you keep saying this message over and over and over, when people hear the message and you connect the dots for them, they never forget it, right? Mm -hmm. so yeah. They know someone who's, who's it's touched. So, mm -hmm. so anyways, that's when I decided, you know, how could I play a role in this? And uh, I, I knew that I had changed a brand uh, uh, with in pediatric dentistry because the pediatrician clinics around the area started saying in their well visits with no marketing, I don't do marketing, <laughs> Uh, they started saying, you know, we need your immunization or we need your blah, blah, blah. But have you had your every one by one visit, right? And so a young family would say, well, what's an every one by one visit? And that's what I mean when I'm talking throughout mm -hmm. the day, the, the, the time we're talking together. That's where I'm talking about how a brand can change an outcome, right? Absolutely. So um, I really believe in that. So I decided to build a brand and the vision you're seeing and what we're about to talk about the health lab circle is something I had a vision for what was probably four years ago now, maybe five years ago, mm -hmm. that I would build a clinic in Bellevue, Washington that was separate from a pediatric dental office. And I would basically start my best effort to change the minds of uh, the medical community and everybody who I could share this message with. And we've done that through our values. Uh, I speak them uh, loud and clear, and they're now transferred to the Health at Circle, which is radically kind, fiercely patient, disruptively brave, and defiantly joyful, right? I have really changed. I really believe we've changed Seattle with those values. And what yeah. does that mean? Um, that means when someone's throwing rocks at you, right, you're radically kind no matter what, right? Mm -hmm. You know, because the message that we're trying to get out to parents and providers um, by not having unity, it's not going to get out, right? No. So by, by saying something like, I had an MD in here today, and by saying something like, why doesn't primary care catch this? How do they not see this, right? Well, well, one, I know the messaging isn't right, so they're not accepting it, right? Mm -hmm. two, um, two, it's just, you know, we none of us got this in school, right? Mm -hmm. I went to, I think it's the number one school, dental school still in the University, uh, the University of Michigan, right? And then I went to pediatric residency. So I was in, let's say, dental oral education for a total of seven and a half years with a master's. And I got zero, zero mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. oral feathers. And uh, so, so how do we expect the, the pediatricians to actually have gotten it? So, so I'm just at this point assuming that no one's got it. So I decided to build a brand to spread it. I've used a lot of technology. If you hear anything about my office, I use no phone. Um, I use all encrypted text and uh, videos. I, I average about 70,000 texts a year out of the clinic and uh, I've shot about 7,000 personal videos. So, and those are all just to spread the gospel like we talked about, yeah, uh, babies awesome. and tongue tie. And it's really about um, spreading the transformational the changes that actually happen in the office, right? Because how do we learn? We learn by storytelling, right? Even back to caveman, we were telling stories. So it's really those stories that I think are going to carry the message. So, so we got this little clinic off the ground. Uh, we are a little bit, uh, I, I've improved on it. It was originally me and a dental assistant. Uh, and then I did, I, I, I really got really good at the procedure. Uh, I've now treated about 6,000 babies. I'm very proud to say that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then I, I really found that the, the parents were kind of coming back to me, some of them and saying, you know, you did this procedure and 
we did your exercises, but you know, we didn't have full resolution. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I went to the next level, which was bringing in a very, very high-end lactation consultant with years and years of experience. And so I, we now then kind of morphed the model at Health Latch to be, you come in here and we spend 90 minutes just triaging your whole breastfeeding experience. Mm-hmm. And that, that is was, cool. Yeah. And that was great. And I did the procedure if they were needed. Um, and, uh, and then I decided, you know, these kids are still having some residual problems for us. That was uh, colic. That was GI problems. That was uh, baby acne. Number one on the list is probably reflux and on reflux meds, torticollis, plagiocephaly. And I'm going, we're going after it all now. Yeah. So Good. I, uh, I then partnered with a very, very amazing naturopath. Uh, her story is off the charts. It makes mine look like nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. she, she's fully deaf, uh, which adds another value to it. She, she, wow. reads lip, she reads lips, but her feels, right? Her feels are off the charts. Yeah, amazing. Because her senses are different, right? Mm-hmm. So when she touches these babies, it's magical. So, mm-hmm. um, so we've gotten to the point where we're not ruffling any feathers, but we're not apologizing for going after all these problems. So I would tell you that uh, where Health Latch is at now is I think in C- the Seattle area, we're, we're becoming known as like, just go there, just go there. <laughs> we're gonna fix Perfect. all of your problems. And uh, almost like a triage clinic, to be honest with you. Yeah. Whereas oral tethers used to be the pillar that held health latch up, it's kind of now just this procedure we do, and then we solve all mom and dad's problems. Yeah, one part of the one part of the problem, and I think that's really valuable to touch on um, because we see that too in a lot with like kids and adults, and it's like it's just one segment, one part of like the big picture. And so I think that's really awesome that you guys are looking at the other parts as well um, because I think. Sometimes what's happened is because we all do love talking so much about tongue ties and we love so much talking about all these other things. Tongue ties can be something that's easy to explain. And so a lot of times people kind of think that's the magic pill or the magic bullet and not necessarily see all the other stuff that needs to go into it as well. So I think that's really awesome. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that's where I could really play a role. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, we, as people, we like know our strengths and we know our yeah. weaknesses. And really life is all about just focusing on our strengths and just put, you know, pe- putting people in your lives that can fill that weakness void to build something that's greater than yourself, right? That's really mm-hmm. what life is about. That's what brand is about for me. So um, yeah, we've, you know, when a family texts into the office and all the primary care physicians now know you just have to text his number, just text his number and it goes from there. I don't know what happens. So uh, they get a video that's very crystal clear. I mean, it says, this is what we do. This is how we do it. This is the process you'll go through. Uh, this is how much it costs. It's very transparent about everything. Um, these are our results, um, mm-hmm. but I don't leave off any piece. Uh, I saw in the chat, Kimmy, you asked me if Dr. Gormley does craniosacral. Uh, Dr. Gormley, I'm, I am blessed. I mean, I feel like I found like, uh, you know, the LeBron James of, of everything, but she is, she's naturopath. Um, she's physical medicine. She's PT. She's craniosacral. And uh, wow. so I, I, I'm blessed. Amazing. I'm really, really blessed. So yeah, cool. So yeah. Um, and so I guess where I left you at was, you know, where we're at with Health Latch. It's a very strong clinic. 
I think it's here to stay. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, I, I like being vulnerable. There was many times along the journey that I did not think it was going to make it. Um, when some of the insurance companies turned out, turned us away, um, that was hard. In the beginning days of Health Latch, when I was trying to convince the pediatricians that this was a thing, I would have families come in. I would take my amazing pictures because I'm very visual with my diagnostics and I want them to see the problem. I want them to feel the problem. Um, I would not release a family until they got a letter of medical necessity from the pediatrician. Mm. And uh, insurance wise, believe it or not, that ended up biting me kind of in the butt. Uh -oh. <laughs> going to dental for a medical necessity. Um, and so that's when I ended up having to go without insurance to build the health app circle, um, mm -hmm. so, or for the health Latch clinic. So, so that's where we're at. That's the, uh, that's the happy part of a, a lot of work. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It's been a lot of work to convince a lot of providers that this is where we're going. Um, in recent times, the thing I'm really proud of is starting to get communications with the larger medical uh, hospitals in Seattle, uh, Swedish, Overlake, Evergreen, Providence, um, where they're starting to kind of take note that some, some good things are happening here at this little tiny clinic with just two providers. Um, Dr. Gormley and I run everything. We have no staff. We, it's me and Dr. Gormley, so, so yeah. Oh, wow, <laughs> very impressive. Yeah. Now, for our listeners, sure. uh, Dr. Thomas, could you explain what body work is? Because we're always telling, you know, parents and like, if there's a tongue-tied baby, we say, talk to a lactation consultant, get some body work done, have the release done, more body work. Can you explain what body work is as far as like your clinic? Yeah, yeah. So um, for mm -hmm. me, for me, it's kind of like a bar stool. Okay, it's kind of how I talk to parents. It's yes, there might be one of the legs might be oral tethers, but the other leg is definitely lactation and body work. Um, you almost have like a fourth leg sometimes where you get into like suck swallow uh, issues. Um, but where we go to body work is tension. It's really all about tension. So for us at Health Latch, the story is really important. The pre-birth, the birth story. Um, for instance, if a baby is born like super fast, that baby's going to have a different tense tension than a baby that's born kind of slowly, because um, it, it might be a little bit more violent of a birth. Uh, so, so body work for us is all about tension and relaxing the babies. We know that babies that are relaxed feed better. It's a move. It's a gentle. You know, it's not a. Uh, uh, it's a gentle touch. It's a gentle movement to get the cerebral spinal fluid moving throughout the body and get the baby to relax and get into what's called parasympathetic mode. Sympathetic is fight or flight, like being chased by a bear. Uh, parasympathetic is relaxation. And that's where we start to talk about the vagus nerve. Um, mm -hmm. so, so when Dr. Gormley came in-house and was doing craniosacral in-house, I will tell you, I saw a big difference in the outcomes of the oral tether procedures. Um, I've learned a lot along the way. I, I always say these babies teach us, teach me every single day. Um, they teach, teach me something new. But um, to give you a, uh, a, for instance, a clinical thing in the office that might make sense to your viewers, um, 
Dr. Gormley goes in, we, re, we review the stories. We know everything about mom and dad, and their whole birth story before they even come in. So we get right to work. Dr. Gormley goes in and reviews some topics that she saw in the history that might be problematic, whether it be GI or other problems. She does a little uh, her thing and then she calls me in about 10 minutes later to take pictures in the mouth. Once I take pictures, I then can slide, a, slide across on an iPad and show mom and dad how the oral tethers are, how they are impacting the breastfeeding based on the symptoms, based on the story. But during that time, Dr. Gormley's got the baby in a craniosacral hold, stroking the vagus nerve, relaxing the facial nerve. And these babies are out. They just, <laughs> they just go into relaxation mode. And then two things happen. They pass, number one is they pass gas and they poop. Because oh, once they get into that relaxation mode, they, they, they just totally relax all their senses. Their eyes are usually closed. And most of it's her hold. She does a special hold upside down. She rubs the vagus nerve and the facial nerve at the same time. And I, I tell you that long story because before I had Dr. Gormley, when I did the treatment and I took the baby into the treatment room and I put them in the swaddle that we have to do to hold them still for safety. And then uh, I always found that they were really tense. They were just super tense, which made the procedure just physically getting in the mouth and the tension for the baby a lot harder. But since I've had body work in the office, the actual procedure is easier for me. And it's, awesome. and it's not all about me, obviously, it's about the baby. Yeah. It's easier, I really truly believe it's easier for the baby. Uh, the tissue release is better. Uh, we are kind of getting into that science at a high level where we know that it's almost like the tissue has to be ready for the procedure. Um, and that's where body work comes in. So uh, it's a, it's a whole, whole body relaxation. I can't do it justice like an, a Michelle Emanuel or, 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 or someone like that. You know, just like I don't talk about breastfeeding, I, I leave that for the body workers, but hopefully that gives your viewers kind of an over, over generalization. We know that the babies will feed better if they're relaxed. And mm -hmm. so does that, yeah. help you? does that help you? Yeah, that was great. Yeah. And so is your protocol to do cranial sacral before the release and then you do the release and then how often do you like in, in your clinic do you recommend them do cranial sacral therapy afterwards? Well the hardest thing and you'll you'll hear this from all the providers. Um, uh, let's go back let's go to the ideal. The ideal would yeah. be perfect world. <laughs> yeah, perfect world. Perfect world and then we know that's not possible especially during covid. Yeah. Uh, it's been, a, it's been obviously a struggle for all of us to, to treat babies during COVID. But the ideal world is baby's born. Uh, for me, baby gets to about four days old. I like milk to be heading in. I like uh, baby to be non-jaundice. If you do a procedure on a sleepy baby, it just makes them more sleepy. That makes it more difficult for mom and dad. Um, so it's usually about day four or five where I feel like it's the best timing. I would love if they saw lactation. They usually see lactation and postpartum. But I really, and that's part of the health I circle that we'll get to in a second. I really want to take lactation to the next level mm -hmm. uh, where they understand that lactation is a major ongoing piece. It's a, it's a piece to really, and I break down some of the concepts pretty well in the health lab circle about passive versus active feeders. How do you know you don't have a, you know, growth and development wise, cranial facial wise, we need passively eating people, right? or sorry, mm -hmm. actively eating people using their muscles, mm -hmm. right? That's what myofunctional is all about is using the muscles correctly. Yep. If we have passive feeders, like passive babies, any baby can grow, right? Any baby can grow if we just overcome that, whether it be mom's excessive letdown or we transition to a bottle and that bottle feeds them. 
But the only true way, and that's where I think the lactation brand could take a really a jump up if they educated parents that the only way to tell if a baby is either a passive eater or an active eater is that before and after weighted feed. Mm. So, so if I was to tell you, you know, what is the plight of a lot of moms out there with breastfeeding that stops around two to three months is if the baby's born, right? And the baby is carried by mom's supply and that supply lasts, in, you know, hormonally about seven to eight weeks, right? And, and then it starts to go down. And the only thing that keeps that milk supply going is the baby mechanically removing the milk. And then it tells the mom's brain to produce more milk, okay? So if that oral tether is missed, right? Because the baby is growing on the growth curve, right? And then where we get a lot of emergency calls at Health Hatch is right around seven to eight weeks where the hormonal supply slows down and the baby's now sleeping longer. And in the middle of the night, it dips. That's where a lot of moms that were told that they were champion breastfeeders at the beginning really hit a wall. Mm. And, and then the supply dips so much that they can't really recover it. And then it ends. So I think there's a lot of situations out there where breastfeeding ends and, and mom or, or she just thinks because we're all uneducated when we first have our first baby, right? We're all just trying to figure it out. Um, I think she just thinks that the milk dried up, but I think a lot of it is that passive eater, right? So, mm -hmm. so that, that is a beautiful explanation. That's right. Like that makes a, a lot of sense because a, a lot of women say they have like an oversupply or baby eating like the, the hormonal part of it. That's mm -hmm. awesome. I mean, and that's what I like is the big picture concepts, right? You know, like that's what the health that circle is going to be about, the big picture concepts. Because who is that kid that you see later on for myofunctional therapy? They're basically a passively eating person, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> they haven't used any of these muscles and you're putting them to the gym. Uh, you're, you're getting them moving again. And by getting them moving again, that'll help the structure, right? You know, um, so... So I really preach a lot about the passive versus active feeders. And, and it really encourages the, the parents to go back to lactation because they really want that metric. Because really what you're looking for is a number. Right. It's kind, of, it's kind of the equivalent of a sleep study for someone who has an airway problem. Like you really don't know if you have an airway problem until you have a sleep study, right? Yeah. And then you know you have an airway problem. So mm -hmm. it's the same kind of thing. So I think if we, we take those concepts and really that's what the health at circle is all about. If we take those concepts and we break them down so people understand it's not, you know, we know families with young babies have to go to a lot of appointments and it's difficult, right? But if we can get everybody on the same page talking about the same message, right, then we'll start to get the wheels running. So um, I think I got a little bit off topic, so steer me back if you have to. <laughs> but, but not in a bad way, not in a bad yeah, way. Yeah, so yeah perfect world of like so they come see they've seen the lactation consultant they've come to see you you know they um they get some cranial sacral therapy you release the tongue tie there you know mom starts breastfeeding again what would the perfect world of follow-up be for that uh well i, I feel like that's where a lot of people are dropping the ball with the actual tongue tie procedure is actually yeah. the follow-up you know Number one, you got to find a provider that can do this well. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, <laughs> we have no too dialed. Many, we, we all have too many stories about that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. And I really do believe 
And uh, I don't think everybody understands the concept totally of the health out circle, but I believe the health out circle could be the change for that. So I think so too. And that's why once we're done talking about this, I really want to dive into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you got to find a provider that can do this well. Um, I produced a health map. I don't know if you guys saw it through the health out circle. Mm-hmm. It gave parents some almost like ammunition to have good questions because I remember when I had kids when I was 20 five years old, right? I, the one thing I always say about new parents is they actually don't even know the question to ask. No, they don't. Mm -hmm. We're just kind of all figuring it out. And uh, I just had a NICU nurse who did a testimonial video for us today and she started crying and she was so, I love that vulnerability she gave for that testimonial video because it'll help so many moms because it said, you know, I was scared. I was literally scared like that my baby wasn't going to grow until we mm-hmm. met you and we started this process and we understood everything about it and now the baby's doing well. So, so we all just don't know. So it's, it's about, you know, taking them through that process. But after the procedure's done, I'll just tell you what we do at Health Latch. And here's me being vulnerable. I didn't used to do it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I didn't used to do the follow-up. I was I was never a clipper or a snipper. I've always used a CO2 laser. I've got the procedure down. But in the beginning days of Health Latch, honestly, we were struggling so much just to make this thing survive. Yeah. I just didn't do a lot of follow-up. And, and it was really a, a meeting I had with Dr. Gormley, who I now work with, who came yeah. and joined me. <laughs> she, she kind of put her hand on my shoulder and she's like, I know you want to do this as best as you possibly can, but until you do adequate follow-up, you're not going to see your own failures. You're not going to get good at this procedure. The wound, you know, so, so where we're at now is uh, we do the procedure if it's needed. um, And they're getting craniosacral from Dr. Gormley at that initial visit. And uh, then they come back for a two day peekaboo, which is free for families, literally five minute visit where I have to see the wounds. If they're closing a little bit too fast, I'll actually, we'll actually flatten them out with our fingers. And then they come back for a seven day, 30 minute follow up with Dr. Gormley. And at that point, it's like, okay, where are we now? right? We've done this procedure. Did it help? Did it not? You know, and, and luckily we have a lot of, yes, this is working better, but the families still need help. Here's another big picture, you know, what I see. Okay. And, and stop me if, 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 if you know this or your viewers know this, but I don't pretend to think everybody does. When I see a baby that's five to 15 days old and I do the procedure, there's no saliva. There's never, there's not a lot of saliva in the newborn baby's mouth. And so the procedure goes really well because there's not a lot of struggle weight, right? With that age of baby. And I'm used to getting in small mouths. I don't use any tools. I just use my fingers and I do the procedure standing up. I'm a little bit different that way, but I don't sit down like most dentists, but, but anyways, five to 15 days. I always tell parents on, on my text message, that's my sweet spot. You came at the right time. We usually do the procedure, the baby kind of boom, bounces back pretty fast. They don't have a lot of muscle memory already for the old suck swallow and off we go. Once we get to about 30 days, there's now that muscle memory forming. Once we get to two months, it's definitely there. Once to get to three months, it's, it's solidified. So you're now looking at more, okay, do we need to layer on speech and language for suck and swallow? Do we need mm-hmm. an occupational therapist? We definitely need more body work. So the longer that baby goes with that restriction, the more pieces you're going to have to add to the pie. So, mm-hmm. so, um, and we see that, you know, so like, a, like our system on like a five day old, most of them is 
They come in, they find us. We do craniosacral in the procedure, the first visit. We do the peekaboo and the follow-up, and they're usually what we call graduated. Yeah. Um, baby graduated. Uh, and then, but like our three-month-old, it's a totally different story. They mm -hmm. come in, same evaluation, procedure if they need it. Sometimes the second procedure because it wasn't done right the first time. And then sometimes it's two and three follow-ups. You know, this is totally not typical, but a family has come to us 12 times for follow-up. Oh, wow. So that mm -hmm. means 12 sessions of body work and PT. And so, um, so those are all special situations. So, so not everybody's the same. And that doesn't mean they all have to stay at Health Latch, but someone has to help quarterback their care. Yeah. So we do all that. We, I've used technologies. I now text all the speech and language pathologists. Can you get this baby in? I text um, one of our good providers, Rue, uh, at the perfect push today because a mom had postpartum depression. Like, how do we get her the help she needs like right now? Like, mm -hmm. I want people, I, I only work with responsive people and, uh, and I'm pushing the technology here in, in Seattle to make that happen. So it's whatever they need. So Health Latch is definitely evolving into a triage clinic. There's no doubt about it. And, and if you, if we're glad enough to have your baby come up here, the only thing I'm worried about is the follow-up. So like I had, a, <laughs> I had a family come to me from Eastern Montana and I made them stay in town for a week until I was done with the follow-up, you know, so the follow-up's really key. So, yeah. Um, but, but that's the ideal that. situation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, the, so now that I've told you the ideal situation, if you don't mind, I'll tell you what reality is. Right? Yeah. And the reality is, is, a lot of these are missed, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't get the babies at five to 15 days, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. and, and for what it is, because I am radically kind, I just say these things real quick and I move forward because it's the state, right? People think, mm -hmm. this, this, people think this is a fad, right? Or they mm -hmm. say your baby's growing and there's no problem. Your baby's gonna grow out of it. It's gonna stretch. Throw out something else. Throw out something else you've heard. Yeah. What else have you heard? <laughs> uh, just that it doesn't exist. You know, it it's, exist. you know, everybody's just trying to make money off of you, yeah. trying to, yeah. you know, manipulate you. Um, well, I never had this issue. So why would you have this issue? Like this didn't happen to my mom. This didn't happen to my dad. You know, you why, know. Why don't you just go to a bottle? You know, mm -hmm. baby doesn't need to breastfeed. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. I mean, we've heard it all. So yeah. So that delays the babies, right? Right. You know, unfortunately, that just that physical process. And again, why is there the need for the health that circle? Because we got to get everybody on the same page, right? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that that is unfortunately where we stand. And and the hardest thing is, guys. I mean, I talked to Scott Siegel about this, who 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 struggles with the same thing. We know, like multiple sessions of body work before the procedure would be great but when these parents come in they're like they're at their wits end yeah well they're at their wits end but you we've now educated them so highly that that tongue tie is a huge portion of their problem yeah they're like fix the tongue tie silly you know uh -huh. cut it cut it <laughs> do you like me to get back there i mean you very truly convinced me that this is a big portion of my problem yeah. So, so you're now telling me that you brought me here from two hours away and you're not going to fix it today. Um, it's just, it's just, it's a tough situation, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, the ultimate model, right. Is where, um, because I believe in building good models and, and that's somewhat why I sought out Dr. Gormley because she was multiple people in one provider. Right. 
um, but the ultimate model is to have the craniosacral there and have the speech and language there. And, and, and there are setups like that around the country that are popping up, which is great. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's hard to do that, right? It's hard to find yeah. the people and get them all in the same place and, and work together and make sure you all get along and all those kind of things. So, yeah. so, uh, so there's a little bit about kind of the ideal versus what we see on a typical day. Mm -hmm. So, and then you brought up such a good point of like, you have to find your, your team. Um, and that is something that, so, um, you know, Kimmy and I, and then, you know, your, our mentor and your good friend, Sarah Hornsby, um, some of the things that we have ran into as providers who see patients in many, many places all over the world, that is one of the biggest obstacles that we run into is finding the right team for those people in the right cities where they live. Um, and, you know, that's kind of how I've understood, you know, the health lot circle that you've created to kind of be a solution to a lot of our problems in that way. So will you tell us a little bit more about that big project? We're like, we're so pumped about it. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, again, I'm super transparent. Everybody that knows me knows that I am. So I will tell you the ups and lows, the highs and lows of what I've been through with the Health Lab Circle. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, so I definitely saw the need, right? Um, I am not telling people to get off Facebook, but Facebook, um, <clears throat> it has its pluses, but it definitely has its minuses, mm -hmm. right? As a, you know, I play absolutely no role in Facebook. I don't comment, I don't do anything, especially if it has anything to do with clinical. Because the one thing I find, I think uh, parents are finding about Facebook is that there's so much information, they don't even know what is the right information, right? Yeah. And that, mm -hmm. doesn't always, that doesn't always mean it's coming from like this evil bad source or anything like that, or someone that doesn't have a degree or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's just the quantity, right? And the overwhelmingness of it. Um, at its heart, okay, let's, let's talk about the basics of the health lash circle. Yeah. At the basis of the health lab circle is I did not skimp. It is LinkedIn on steroids. So you know what LinkedIn is, right? How yep. business people connect each other to each other and they start to network and all that kind of stuff. Now the health lab circle wasn't made for like some sort of like internal referral system, right? What it's really made for is the end consumer. So my the hardest part in getting this going and i'm happy where it's at i'm happy with beautiful people like you that joined and i, <laughs> I clicked on it in the morning and i was like hey there's megan there's we're there <laughs> yeah, so, uh, i cannot tell you how much that made my day because you work on something for like two years and you like you might believe it and you you think you're drinking your own kool-aid and and then you put it out there and people are like what's this i don't even like this you know and so, <laughs> but when people believe just especially the people that believed organically, mm -hmm. I will never forget them. I will never forget you guys because you believed when it was something small and I really believe it will come something big. So basically at the heart, it's LinkedIn. So, and you know, the one thing where I'll use something from Sharon, Sharon uh, uh, Moore, uh, as I'm gonna say something, ah, uh, I'm just gonna say it. As oral health providers, we'll just take the oral health side. We're really poor. At, we're really, really poor at execution of mm -hmm. big picture ideas. I mean, the fact that there's a huge amount of cavities out there still, the fact that most parents don't know that they should be to a dentist by age one, 
those are basic necessities, right? Mm -hmm. and, uh, so we're pretty poor at education. And, and a lot of our colleagues will sit around at conventions. They'll say, well, why won't the pediatrician listen to me? Well, why won't this person? And why did they say at the end of the day, we could do that all day long, but it's not going to really help. But really, right. it comes down, really, really, it comes down to messaging. The reason they're not listening is because the message isn't right. Mm -hmm. now, I feel like my talents are in promotion brand messaging. So I'm asking a large bit of our community to trust me with the brand of all of this. Mm -hmm. And, but so at its heart, it's a membership, right? And I have people ask me all the time, like, why do I have to pay for this? <laughs> and, uh, and I tried to be gentle on the functionalists, right? You saw that the functionalists mm -hmm. are a lot less than the, the proceduralists and the structuralists. Mm -hmm. um, I had to build two software systems to make that happen and put them together. Uh, I have a team of uh, seven people that I support right now two in Spain, one in Costa Rica. I mean, they're all over the world that had built, built the health at circle for me, totally. but I did not skimp on it at all. Like yeah. it could handle a hundred impressions or a hundred million impressions. Wow. That's about how big it is. Go ahead, Kimmy. Yeah. So you just for our list, you know what you're talking about, go over the, the different categories of providers, if you don't mind. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, people ask me about that all the time. They're like, you know, you came up with these new words. They're literally new words, right? Mm -hmm. you know, I ran those words through branded SEO, all sorts of stuff, focus groups, uh, you know, everything, every word you see so far in the health app circle has been thought about. But if you can imagine like end consumer, right? We're not thinking about an ENT. We're not thinking about a myofunctional specialist. We're thinking about a person that knows nothing about what we're doing. Right. Coming and finding something called the health lab circle, right? So they don't know that they need an ENT. They don't know that they need a myofunctional specialist. But I had to invent categories to put the providers in that someone could kind of start to understand what they might need, right? And so that really came down to function, structure, and procedure, right? Those are words that the lay person will understand. And the biggest complication is there's all sorts of different ways that we practice, right? You guys are online. You're talking to people probably all over the world, right? <clears throat> there's offices that have uh, one part of the office is one LLC. The other part of the office is another LLC, you know, mm -hmm. two different doctors working together. There's so many different kinds of practices out there. Um, but the biggest thing is, is like, we all kind of fit into like, I work on the function of the muscles, right? A speech and language pathologist, a lactation consultant. And then there's actual proceduralists because there are a lot of people looking for the procedure, right? And then there's structuralists that work on the face, right? They work on regaining the face. So I would say if you're a baby, you're gonna only end up with the functionalist and the proceduralist. But as you get older, right, you're gonna have more degradation of your mid face. You're gonna need more providers. You're gonna need ENT. You're gonna need an MMA. You're gonna need um, someone who does a, a, a TAD expander, right? Mm -hmm. And all of that, I'm not kidding, could be built into the health that circle. It's all there. So eventually someone could go in once all the memberships are there and say, you know what, I need someone who does a TAD appliance, right? And that's high level thinking, right? But you're also gonna have that person that's like, I know nothing about this and I need to learn about this. 
And that's where the pillars come into play. At the top, um, it talks about the learn section. Um, I don't know, can I scare my, share my screen during this? I did enable you to share your screen if you wanted to, yeah. <laughs> do you want me to do something like that? Yeah, yeah, why don't you just show us, like if you were a lay person who like didn't know anything about this, like, you know. Yeah. Just for our listeners, a structuralist could be like an airway dentist or an orthodontist. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And I can uh, oh, circle. Here we go. Can you see my screen, right? Yeah. Yep. All right. So you're like a new parent and your baby's like crying all the time, spitting up all the time. You're like, who do I go to? How can I like, I need help, right? Right. Um, right. So this is where they could start. Yep, so you're gonna to come to the homepage, right? You're mm -hmm. gonna say, oh, okay, I found this thing called the Health Act Circle. Health is a complete circle. And then kind of goes through what we call learn, trust, thrive. It's all based on how the human development, how we, we learn, like learn in threes. So you're gonna see mm -hmm. a lot of threes here. Um, so learn is like where you could learn information. Trust is where you could potentially find trusted individuals and thrive is where the kind of the circle comes into play. But right now, the learn section is mostly about oral tethers. And mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you guys, that kills me because I'm a big picture, big health guy. Yeah. I think we have tongue-tied the medical community to that to death. And I think they've closed their ears. And not until we talk about the big picture will they come back to talking about oral tethers. But but at the end of the day, the number one SEO'd word on Facebook, on Instagram, on anywhere is the word tongue-tie. I believe it's, it. It's got a 100% conversion rate. I know these are big terms, IT terms, but it has a very little bounce rate, which means people are clicking on page after page after page to learn about tongue-tie. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, is we need to help people understand that it's not just a tongue-tie, right? I say mm -hmm. every day in my clinic, this is not a magic bullet. Mm -hmm. So anyways, this whole page is called a pillar page, okay? And I, my team wrote this. And every single word is basically um, optimized and it's thought out and it's put in the right place. Um, imagine this as the trunk of a tree and eventually I built this so every word you could eventually click on like uh, oral restriction and you could click on that, that we could build another page mm. and another page and another page. So it'll eventually become this Bible of, of all this. So let's just briefly talk about structuralist, proceduralist, and functionalist, uh, or functionalist, procedural, structuralist. I kind of wanted people to understand this flow, right? Flow of left to right, that mm -hmm. you kind of follow this. Because it, let's be honest, right? The functionalists kind of get left off a lot, right? Wouldn't you agree? Like people oh, yeah. think they can just get a tongue tie and not go to the functionalist, right? Mm -hmm. People think they can get their their whole face moves forward and not do any myofunctional, right? Mm -hmm. or, or, or people with babies think they can just do the procedure and not see a lactation consultant. Mm -hmm. so I want to put the functionalist front and center, right? Because that's the only way that our procedures really get maximized. And on the health app circle, they can click in this little box if they want to know more about the different proceduralists, functionalists and structuralists that list them all here. Mm -hmm. then, like the general public could start to understand those categories, right? right. Um, the, some of the problems I've had a little bit with membership is like, they, they'll say like, hey, and there are talented people out there that are proceduralist, structuralist, and functionalist, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, I told them that pretty much they got to pick a lane, 
you know, yeah. um, and some of that has to do with search optimization for them eventually for people finding their profile. But yeah, no, um, a parent could go on here and, and learn. They could watch videos, right? There's videos of Sarah Hornsby. We've done spotlights on Meggie Graham, who's a dentist. Mm. And, and it's really neat because just the other day, someone contacted Meggie Graham's office through the Health Lab Circle. So for awesome. me, that's a huge, huge win. Yeah. First of its kind. Um, talks all about her and who she is. And so we did some spotlights on some people and that can continue to happen as we grow. Um, there's articles, there's videos, right? You'll see some of Sarah Hornsby, Hornsby's videos in here, like what is an oral restriction? And really the big thing is like, I don't want this to be about me right. at all, at all. I'm not the person, I'm not the clinical guru that you guys are. And so like, I want the voice to be from the members that, mm -hmm. that your content is coming within the circle and it leads right back to you, right? Mm -hmm. um, so so that's, that's the big part about it, but it's just starting that process. Now, my team has, uh, I pushed them pretty hard and, and they have agreed to get all four pillar pages done by the end of the year, okay? So right now is just the learn section on tongue tie. And this takes a long time for them to do, to get this oh, all yeah. right. But you're eventually, if you can imagine four trunks of a tree sitting next to each other. So it's gonna eventually be early childhood cavities. The second one's gonna be oral restriction, uh, or sorry, the second one's gonna be oral uh, dysfunction, which is more speech and language and things like mm -hmm. that, myofunctional. The third one is what you're seeing, which is the tongue tie. And mm -hmm. the fourth one's gonna be breathing and airway. Cool. Because once you build those four pillars, now they can talk to each other, right? Someone's uh -huh. on the airway section and they click on tongue tie, it throws them over to the other tree. So, so really it's building that archive. And I really truly believe that with a click of a button, we could add research right here. So all the research articles all in one place, you know, yeah. all the provider spotlights, all the videos, and it can mm -hmm. just keep growing and growing and growing. Now, what can I do with the software? I'm not going to lie. I could do anything at this point because I built the structure. Like if we all get out of COVID and we all go to different conferences again, I could show where all the members are and what conferences they're attending. So you would know your friend, which conference that they're going to. So you could see them. I mean, it's, it's endless. Where am I heading? Um, we can talk all day long about collaboration between all these hundreds of thousands of offices. Mm -hmm. but one of the main things that we have to get over is that our administrative teams within these offices can't handle all the collaboration we're asking to do for airway and, uh, and oral tethers. So yeah. my team is ready to go to build a whole HIPAA compliant uh, engine inside the health that circle where an exchange of images and documents, all HIPAA compliant, we're building it from the ground up. But I won't pull that trigger to actually make that part of the health lab circle go until members believe in it. Mm -hmm. So I just, because I, I'm actually physically funding this uh, yeah. myself, <laughs> uh, and I have been for about a year and a half, and, it, and it's expensive, I'm not going to lie, to do all this and have all this team dedicated to making this happen. But yeah. I believe in it, so I'm going to give it a go, and, and I, I really, truly do think this will happen. To, like tomorrow morning, uh, this is my every day right now with the Health Lab Circle. I start at 4.30 in the morning. Ooh. I have my first meeting. Uh, who's my meeting tomorrow? Oh, uh, Airway Health for Kids, uh, trying to work on a partnership to actually uh, work together to grow the Health Lab Circle. Cool. I then see patients all day. And at the end of the day, I'm on with Australia. Because oh, yeah. uh, there's providers in Australia that are interested in this. So does that give you a little bit about the Health Lab Circle? 
Yes. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about the membership that you keep talking about. Is that for providers? Um, is there a membership for like the lay person? So say there's a mom who wants information. Does she yeah, have totally, to pay? Nope, totally free for the whole general public. All they have to do is they don't even have to give their full name. It's just an email. And uh, I think it's their first name. And uh, really all that's about is just being able to, as this grows, push them constant contact and, and information. Mm -hmm. uh, because they're a, a little, I'll give you a little teaser. There's some really cool videos coming uh, cool. from, from Dr. Bacow um, and uh, some stuff we collaborated on about mid-facial growth and airway mm. based on tongue position. And it really takes, cool. she did an amazing job taking a, a patient yeah. from a baby to an adult. She's awesome. Yeah. She's, she has seen lots of my patients over the years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the, yeah, go ahead. So let's say, okay, so we've learned, we're like, okay, now we know we need to find our people. So as this new, as this new mom, new patient, you know, lay person, how would I then go find my people? <laughs> right. So you are, and that's the neat thing about the circle. And I, I really don't think people will, I don't want to say use the circle aspect of it until there's more members, but yeah, part of that circle is that there's members mm -hmm. in it, right? Yeah. Right now, right now, I think we have 50 members. My goal was to have 50 by the end of the year and we met, we met it. So I'm happy. About that. And where's some of them? <laughs> you yeah. guys can find us. <laughs> so help that circle, right? You're on yeah. the homepage. Uh, they'll eventually click my circle, right? Uh -huh. so they can sign up as a parent, a professional, or I already have an account. Mm -hmm. So this one's free. Professionals will pay their fee uh, for the year, which to be honest with you, a majority of the fee came from the fact that if I happen to push a patient their way, I think it should pay for their fee for the whole year. Pretty yeah. much is how it works. Absolutely. And then uh, I already have an account, right? So that's me. So I already have an account. So I'm just going to log in here, right? For a second. All this is shareable with social. Here's my account, uh, right? And then um, you put in your contact details as you're building things out. But what the layperson will see is find my functionalist, find my proceduralist, find my structuralist, and it's all zip code based, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. let's say, for instance, uh, they said functionalist, right? And imagine they have their own account, right? Mm -hmm. And this is where the search comes into play. And I can blow up the search as detailed as you want someday. It really depends on which direction that we want to take the health lab circle. We could get down to procedures. We could get down to scheduling within the health lab circle. We could get into texting within the health lab circle. I'm ready to go. But functionalists, right? And you guys, you're a mild functionalist, right? Mm -hmm. And then let's say that person put in your zip code, which is, what's your zip code? 97219. Seven, Boom. All right, and they hit search. Look at that. There's me. <laughs> right? They would quickly know that they're a certain amount away from you, right? Uh -huh. And I think it says 3.7 because this is your Zoom account. And then uh, they would you could view your listing, right? Just by clicking on it and learn all about you. Right? We could send you a message instantly. Um, and then they can basically put you in their circle. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you can imagine someday, right. If a uh, mom was like, you know, I went to health latch, but they sent me to a speech and language and all these different providers. And that's my circle. They can, with a click of a button, go to social and share that whole circle with another mother. Mm -hmm. with oh, that's friend. cool. 
Right? Yeah. Like, here's who I use. Here's my people. Yeah. Right. So where the power of this comes in is when you mm -hmm. start to build algorithms within it and you're pushing like the provider circles and the parent circles together, you know, the thing is, is like everybody's looking for like, who's the best provider, right? Mm -hmm. We really, I don't know, I tend to, I am radically kind, right? So we really don't need to know who's not so good, right? right. We, we just need to know who's good, yeah. right? And so part of that was the positivity built into the health life circle, which is the circle concept, because eventually once you get into a lot, into different circles, right? I can eventually put a little number next to your name and it will show how many circles Maggie, Meg, you know, Megan Benoit is in. Mm -hmm. And I would say the lay person would go, wow, she's well connected with all these doctors. She's, she's really networking. She's really collaborating. Um, and, you know, I don't want to take too much of your time today, but that's probably the main thing I would leave mm -hmm. you with. That's the main thing I would leave you with before I let you go today mm -hmm. is we can keep talking all day long about collaboration within mm -hmm. LA, but until there's a tool to actually collaborate on, it's, it's not going to happen. At least it's not going to happen efficiently. I think we're going to burn out offices. We're not going to get charts in time. Mm -hmm. um, and, and really that's where the HIPAA compliant portion of this could play a huge role. Yeah, um, for sure. Beautiful too. Cause Megan and I have talked about this a lot. We're always like, we need a master list of all the good, like people who can do releases and expansion and, you know, good mm -hmm. orthodontists. So thank you for yeah, making yeah. this happen because. <laughs> yeah. Cause we have like a lame Google Sorry. document. <laughs> yeah. I want, I want that all to go away, you know, and, and honestly, I can read through Facebook and see that people are being swayed to go certain directions and yeah. it's not it's not in their best interest, mm -hmm. you know? And that's really at the heart where I wanna stop that stuff. You know, you know, laser companies sending people a certain direction that they right. have people that are telling people, Facebook groups, certain things. And, and that, that's just gotta stop, you know? And, and yeah. I, don't think it, I don't think it'll ever stop within Facebook because we can't control it. Until we actually control the story, until we control the message, we're never, I, I don't really don't think, I, like James Nestor's book is going to mm -hmm. do a lot for um, this, this whole genre. He did a great job writing the book, Richard Baxter's. But like at the end of the day, someone reads that book and has their light bulb moment, moment right? Mm -hmm. but, but then what do I do next? Mm. Right. How do that? I find that? What's an airway dentist? Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. Yep. So, so I didn't skimp. It's built very well. It's built to grow. Um, it's built to handle a lot. Um, cool. I eventually see it as conferences, right? Health Lash Circle conferences. Oh, uh, Megan and I will be there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's there's a lot of big picture. I, I'm a, you know, because life life is really you know dream leap fight climb dream leap fight climb over and over and over. Right. That's what we do in life. You know, and and really, I I really do believe in dreaming. I I. To give you an example, this started as a uh, $1,500 directory. That's where it started. And then when I saw that there was the need and people were like, I, I, I would jump on that. Um, great. The people who get it the most right now are the myofunctional specialists, because I don't believe you get the attention that you need. I don't think you get the, the light that you need. And I think 
um, you guys see it as like, wow, I could start to connect myself with the doctors that I work with and mm-hmm. people could see me as part of their care, right? Yeah. Um, so I think we'll get there, but it might take a little bit of time. So hopefully I, you know, I'm trying not to get too technical with it and just show the basics of it, but. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, no, this yeah. was a perfect overview. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. And I like mm-hmm. how you made it like so accessible for parents or people. So it's not just for babies. Let's just recap this. This is for any mm-hmm. age. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what's bothering me right now about the circle is because one, it's more focused on tongue tie right now, and I want it to be focused about airway, and that's all coming. And it'll like, get there. It'll get right? there. Mm-hmm. But I don't want the mess. Like I said at the beginning, I really don't want the message to come from me because I don't believe I'm the clinical messenger. I believe I'm the brand and the vision, but I don't think I'm the clinical messenger. But to be honest with you, all my content is all babies, right? You know, yeah. I work with, I have you know seven thousand pictures of babies, right? So. Um, it, that's where it's at right now. But, uh, but yeah, we're starting to pull in Maggie Graham stuff and Richard Baxter stuff. And that's where the collaboration comes in. That's right. That's right. <laughs> table. We'll, we'll get there. So, Perfect. so uh, but uh, yeah, any, awesome. anything else that I explain the membership? I think I might. Yeah. Have yeah, yeah. Yep. Great. Yep. yeah. Thanks so much for your time. I feel like we're really blessed to have you. Um, and I'm grateful. I don't have to wake up at four 30 in the morning. <laughs> it's an honor and and I can't say enough I really appreciate that you jumped on the health eye circle um, especially especially when I didn't know you personally and you extended yourself to say I'm going to take this leap and and it is a leap because anytime we put our finances down towards something it's saying that I value this right and so um, I appreciate that you saw the value in it and that you're you're starting to spread the word about it okay yeah, we're excited. Well, we won't take up any more of your time. Thank you so much again for just letting us bend your ear and learn more about um, what you're doing with Health Latch, but also the Health Latch Circle um, and kind of taking us through a little bit of that tutorial. That'll be great for people to see. Um, and we're excited for the future. Yeah, let's do this again. You guys are super professional with these podcasts. You're doing oh, yeah. a great job. <laughs> Thank great. you. I love it. I love it. I love it. So keep it up. Awesome. Thank you. Have a great night. All right. Bye-bye.